0: Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30am, 8.45am, 11am, and 5pm, with Sunday school for all ages at 10am. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> As you know, there's always a good chance that I will preach to you about what novel I am reading, whether it be William... Golding's Lord of the Flies, or Margaret Mitchell's Gone with the Wind, I like to keep you all apprised of what I'm reading. Recently, I read J.D. Salinger's The Catcher in the Rhyme. I found it interesting. I found it interesting the way the book began. For the very first sentence written says this, If you really want to hear about it, The first thing you'll probably want to know is where I was born and what my lousy childhood was like and how my parents were occupied and all before they had me and all that other David Copperfield kind of stuff. But I don't feel like going into it if you want to know the truth. I was interested to know what Salinger meant by all that David Copperfield kind of stuff So after I read Catcher in the Rye, I picked up Charles Dickens' David Copperfield, which is not quite as long as Gone with the Wind, but is lengthy itself nonetheless. The gospel lesson today has given me reason to reflect on David Copperfield because of the prevalence of the sea in the novel. The sea is the setting of many scenes and is a powerful force taking the lives of some of the characters or the lives of family members of some of the characters. The sea renders two characters orphans and one a widow. The sea in David Copperfield is mysterious, unforgiving, ruthless, powerful, and is closely associated with death. In fact, to speak of the sea is to speak of death, and an untimely death at that. The sea is mystical. It is something that draws in, only to never let out. Though it is dangerous, for the characters in Dickens' novel, The Sea, It is an addiction. Though it is a livelihood, it is wild, chaotic, and untamed, which makes the sea an all-powerful and formidable foe. The same can be said about the sea in the Bible. From the very beginning in Genesis, the sea is described as wild and untamed, only to be conquered by the Spirit of God, which swept over the face of the waters when the world was created. Then there is Israel's deliverance at the Red Sea. You know that story. Their deliverance at the Red Sea, in which the mighty breath of God once again conquered the wild, chaotic, and untamed sea by parting the waters on each side, allowing the Israelites to pass through To the other side. The waters returned, as you recall, and covered the chariots and the chariot drivers, so that Pharaoh's army was completely and utterly destroyed. And not one remained when the Israelites saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Then there is Jonah. We all know about Jonah, he too knows the dangers of the sea. He tried to board a boat to flee from the Lord's presence. Not a good idea. After boarding that boat, the Lord sent a storm upon the sea. And when his buddies on the boat with him found out that they were perishing because of Jonah, well, they tossed him on over the side of the boat. Unlike the Egyptians, though, it ended up pretty well with Jonah because he was swallowed by a big fish and was delivered safe and sound upon the dry land after he apologized to the Lord. So the sea, it is a force to be reckoned with. In David Copperfield and the Bible, it is an agent of death. Unless, unless, of course, you have God on your side, like Jesus' followers in today's gospel lesson. Not only did Jesus' followers have God on their side, but they have God in the boat with them. Even better, they've got an ace in the hole or an ace asleep in the stern. We find these folks on the Sea of Galilee after Jesus has been preaching to the crowds. The crowds were so large, so vast, that they were pressing upon Jesus And he had to get into the boat and preach to them from the boat while the crowds stood on the land. After preaching to the crowds, he says to those with him, let us go across to the other side. It is while they were going across to the other side that that storm arose. Powerful storm, huge waves beating against the boat, high winds, chaos ensues. Jesus, seemingly exhausted after preaching four services on a Sunday at the chapel of the cross, I mean, I mean preaching to the crowds all day, preaching to the crowds all day, he is roused from sleep by his panicked followers, believing that they were perishing. They chide Jesus for his lack of urgency. Do you not care at all, teacher, that we are perishing They might as well have said to him, don't just lay there, do something. Jesus, sleepy-eyed, finally stirs from his nap, rebukes the wind and calms the sea. Just as he rebukes demons and calms the soul of the possessed, so too does our Lord rebuke the wind and calm the sea. We are told he rebuked the wind and calmed the sea, because that makes sense. It was the wind and the sea that was causing panic and deep fear to reside within his followers on that boat. But, I wonder. I wonder if it was only the wind and the sea that he rebuked and calmed when he said, Peace, be still. I wonder if it was just the storm tossing that boat that he calmed. Because you see, I don't think His words were simply meant for the wind or for the storm. I think His words were for His disciples. Those followers, those fear-riddled followers on that boat with Him. With His words, He rebuked their fears. With His words, He calmed their anxieties. His words cast out their fear. That fear which held them back held them back from completely trusting in the presence of God with them on that boat. Peace, be still, He says to the storm. Peace, be still, He says to His disciples. And peace, be still, He says to all of us. Where you are sitting right now in the pews is called the nave. It comes from the Latin word "navis," which means ship, because a ship was an early Christian symbol for the church. Also, the nave resembles a boat, especially if you were to turn it upside down. We are like those followers of Jesus on that boat. We come here to this place, which resembles a boat, and our lives are full of storms. We fear and we worry. We come with our anxieties, our cares, and our burdens, and those worldly things that hold us back, that hold us back from recognizing the presence of God with us in the boat. We come to this place that resembles a boat with many storms in our life, seeking respite, seeking rest, seeking peace, seeking God. Perhaps we are afraid that God is asleep amidst our storms. Or worse yet, that God is not even in the boat with us. But as the psalmist says, God does not slumber, nor does He sleep. He is closer to you than the next breath you are about to take. Because God knows well our storms. God knows our worries, our fears, our cares, and our burdens. Because God became us and lived them. The sea of life is a formidable foe. The storms of life are never easy. God never promises to us that they would be easy. But He does tell us to come to Him all who are heavily burdened, and He will give peace and rest. So let's do that today. Let's have an altar call here at the Episcopal Church. We do it every Sunday. I invite you. I invite you to make your way to the altar during communion. And when you do, bring your storms with you. Lay everything that is going on with you at the foot of the altar, commending it to God. Then after doing so, I bid you to reach out. Reach out palm upon palm and receive the one who is capable of calming those storms. Reach out and receive the One who is in the boat with you. Reach out and receive the One that rebukes the wind and calms the sea. Reach out and receive the One that says to you, Peace, be still. Amen.